Hey everybody, Casey Kenton here on the Boone Hunting Network. On today's show, we have a few interviews to bring you. Uh, we were able to sit down with the cast and stars of a lot of new TV Land programming. TV Land's currently going through kind of a rebrand right now to bring you more effects-like programming. Um, and some of those shows that they're debuting, uh, some have already actually debuted. Others will be coming on later next year around January. Uh, the list includes The Jim Gaffigan Show, uh, and Pastor, and Teachers. Now, we were able to sit down with Michael Ian Black, who stars in The Jim Gaffigan Show, and you might know him from a few other things from back in the day, The Stella Show, uh, The State, and maybe more importantly, or most importantly, uh, Wet Hot American Summer, that's getting a, a new series on Netflix that'll be available July 31st to binge watch. So, Clear your weekends and get ready to binge watch Wet Hot American Summer. So I talked to Michael about a little bit about the upcoming series, about the new show, The Jim Gaffigan Show, and uh, what he thinks about pizza and Bradley Cooper's lips. So let's go ahead and listen to that. How are you? Who are you? Tim Canton with Boom Howdy. Nice with to meet what? you. Boomhowdy.com. Yeah, Boom Howdy. Entertainment, website, comedy, culture. Favorite. Your favorite? Can Let's hear you say that. Boom Howdy, my favorite website I've never heard of. So you got this new TV show on TV Land, which is kind of going through a rebrand right now. It feels a little more edgy, open to new ideas. Um, and you're, are you a producer on it? No. But what is your character on it? Because I watched the pilot, which I thought was great, uh, but we don't get a lot of you in it. So I'm curious what we'll see out of your character moving forward. So I just want to know a little bit more about your character and where it's going to go. Without Did you really see it? Yeah. What's the name of it? The Jim Gaffigan oh, Show. Right. <laughs> you were very evasive. Yeah. You know, I saw the pilot, but I don't know what it might have been. Teachers. Title it. You didn't say what the title was. Um, I don't care if you saw it or not, but I'm happy you did. Um, my character is uh, yeah, some guy, and uh, I, am I not in the pilot that much? You have a very good fashion sense, from what I can tell. Oh right. Well. Do you, did you see the show? Were you? <laughs> I don't think I, I actually don't think I've seen it. Um, I don't think so. Uh, uh, all right, so it's the Jim Gaffigan show. My name is Michael Ian Black. I'm on the show. The show's about Jim Gaffigan, and then he gave me a part, and he's like, hey, "You, you, you want to be on the show?" I was like, "Yeah, I'll be on the show because I need a, I need a job." Um, and yeah, basically, my character just wears really nice clothes, which is my favorite thing about the show. I mean, most of the time when I'm on a TV show, I'm dressed in stupid clothes, uncomfortable clothes, I'm naked, or I'm dressed as a woman. This time, I have the biggest line in the wardrobe budget of any all the cast members, and I couldn't be more thrilled about it. I'm going to ask you more about how you're naked or a woman in other shows in a minute, but before we get there, I feel like whenever there's a comedy show, everyone and there's comedians involved, it's always, hey, did you guys improv on the set? So I'm curious with... Jim being there, I know it's not exactly an improv background, but I'm just curious, did you guys have any improv opportunities? Or? Yeah, we did a bit. I mean, Jim's actually better at it than I am. I'm not, despite the fact that I am uproariously funny. Well, yeah, that goes without saying, right? I'm not, like, the best improv guy. I'm okay at it, but, I mean, you know, when you're on set, there's technical things that kind of <laughs> inhibit your ability to just sort of go off. So, it doesn't happen that much. I think that's that's 
more often than not, white people are like, yeah, we, we didn't really improv that much because you, it's, it's, it's actually just hard unless it's really set up for that. So we did a bit. Um, with Jim and I, primarily just when we were insulting each other, which is most of our relationship is just making fun of each other. Just your personal relationship in general? Well, that and on the show. Um, so art is imitating life. And uh, so we did. But, 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 I mean, you know, Jim and his wife, Jeannie, who uh, wrote it together, they're such good writers. Like, you know, they spend so much time thinking about it. I'm going to come in and, like, think of something off the top of my head that's so much better than what they wrote. Yeah. But I, t I try not to. And they, do they write together often? I actually wasn't aware that they're like even writing partners. Writing, to be honest, they're, they're a writing team. I mean, I think they, I think they write everything together. That's great. Uh, yeah. Now I feel like including their kids' homework, which I think is really inappropriate. It's inappropriate, but you can't get that free pizza from Pizza Hut with the Book It program without doing the work. You can't just get that handed to you. You're right. You're right. When you remember Book It program? Nope. I have no idea what you're talking. God about. damn it. Okay. But well, if you hadn't asked, then I would have. Then we could have just let it go. With you're right. You're right. And that would have been the end of the joke. And then we could have moved on. But well, now, that's the magic of editing. Now huh? you're fucking belaboring the point. Like I don't know this fucking Pizza Hut program that you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Look, we can both agree we like pizza. Don't put words in my mouth. Okay. Did I ever? Did you ever hear me say I like pizza? Um, not yet. But if I edit it the right way, perhaps. Yeah. Why don't you ask the question? Oh, I'm so sorry. I feel like this isn't going well. The question is, do you like pizza? <laughs> do you like pizza? I fucking love pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? That's great. That's as easy as it had to. It, that's all the easier it had to be, right? Like, super simple. All right. Well, look. Before I get escorted away quickly, I feel like I have you. I have to ask about Wet Hot American Summer, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody does. Probably everyone has. Um, the main question I want to know is: Is Bradley Cooper's lips as supple as they seem, or are they more supple? I don't know how supple they seem, but... Like on scale 1 to 10, like 7? All right, now look, there's not a lot of things in life in which I'm better than Bradley Cooper, but I feel like I have better lips than Bradley Cooper. I have thicker, fuller, plumper lips than Bradley Cooper. So I feel like the question should really be addressed to him than to me. His lips are fine, don't get me wrong. My lips are de bomb. I feel like we should call him right now. But we don't have enough time, so we just won't do that. We also, won't do neither of us have his number. <laughs> That's very true. How do you know that? You didn't even ask me. I know. It's like pizza all over again. I know. You're right. I don't. You're right. Um, so, so what else do you have coming up? We got TV Land. We got the Jim Gaffigan Show. Of course, That's Wet Hot American Summer. That's no, I need more Michael Ian Black. I believe you're on uh, another period, correct? Yeah. I'm on another period on Comedy Central, and then the Smosh movie's coming out, which, uh, you know, the Smosh guys from YouTube, they're a big, like, YouTube sensation, so I'm in that, and, and a book I wrote is coming out, and another book I wrote is coming out, but you want more, the podcast that I do, that comes out every two weeks, but you want more, you want more. What else you got? What are you doing at Comic-Con? That's what I want to know. Real quick. I'm doing this shit. What do you think I'm doing? Oh, you got to be doing something else. There's got to be a party or like some stupid toy that you're going to go like. Right. I'm, I'm cosplaying as fucking Iron Man. I don't know what I'm doing. All right, man. Well, look, I appreciate the time and uh, all the best on the show and all the projects. And guess what? I fucking love pizza. Who doesn't love pizza? And thank you to Michael Ian Black from the Jim Gaffigan Show on TV land. You can catch Jim Gaffigan's show right now on Wednesdays. It's paired up with the new show we're about to talk about right now called Impastor, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's an imposter that's playing a pastor. I know. How does that happen? The show will tell you all about it. I've actually seen the pilots for 
all these shows that we're discussing. And I was really pleasantly surprised because with TV land, you know, we're all used to Golden Girl reruns, which, hey, nothing wrong with Golden Girls, but, you know, maybe a little more edgy. Uh, branding like FX uh, has has come up with so many great shows and TV land seems to be following in those footsteps and doing a great job with these new uh, shows they're debuting and and Pastor is one of them and in fact I think it was probably my favorite show out of the three that I watched and we were able to sit down with Michael Rosenbaum who many of you may know from Smallville he played Lex Luthor on Smallville and this guy, I could have talked to him for hours, to be honest. Um, just easy going, uh, feels like somebody you've met before. And we sat there, we, we had a short time with all these guys, but by far he was probably my one of my favorite interviews during the entire time that, that we were in San Diego. So let's go ahead and listen to Michael talk a little bit about his character, the show, and maybe what we can expect on the upcoming season. Like I said, you can catch this Wednesday nights paired with the Jim Gaffigan show. I believe it starts from 8 o'clock central and goes to 10 o'clock central. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to Michael. I mean, I don't know how you do this. This is a shit show in here. I mean, it's a freaking shit show in this room. That's his Comic-Con in general. I mean, is this what it's like? Every year. Oh, my gosh. This is my first Comic-Con here. San Diego Comic-Con. You can ask me what it's like, but I don't really know because... Uh, but I will tell you this. Last night I just stayed at the Hotel Coronado, which is haunted, and I stayed in room 3327 where the where the haunting was supposed to be. I got that room. I didn't sleep a wink, but it was pretty cool. It's also ironic that you're playing a pastor because I was going to ask you, will we see any exorcisms on the show? Oh, you know what? That's a great a idea. I bet, I bet there will be some exorcists exercising exorcisms. I'm sure there will. It's the power of Christ who compels you. It is he who compels you. What movie? Exorcist. Exorcist. Yeah. I blanked out. <laughs> it's in the title. Era, Demi, why you do this to me, Demi? For our readers, can you tell us about the show? What's that? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty much about a guy who, you know, uh, Buddy Dobbs, myself, playing Buddy Dobbs, who uh, is a small-town crook and uh, has kind of a shallow, sh- shady past, and he uh, is about to jump off a bridge, and he bumps into somebody who eventually, t- I won't tell you what happens, but takes his uh, takes over his identity and finds out that he's a gay pastor in this little town, and it's the biggest scam he's ever pulled off or trying to pull off. Um, and it's great because it's a balancing act. It's trying to pretend that you're a pastor and being gay, and Buddy doesn't know exactly, okay, what does that mean? And so there's this love triangle between Buddy and Russell, one, another a church member, and this girl Alexa, and he's got his church assistant played by Sarah Rue, and it's just a, it's, the church president's coming down on him, and it's it's very fun, and it's dark, and it's, it's murder, and it's sex, and it's it's sermons. It's just it's a it's a lot of stuff, and it's, there's no laugh track. No episode just wraps up like all these TV shows. They just wrap up in a nice little bow at the end. It's it's fun to see that. It's fun to be a part of that. We've kind of evolved, you know. And so anyway. You know, uh, Eric Tannenbaum and I did a, uh, he's the other executive producer on the show, and he asked me to do this pilot with John Michael Higgins and, and uh, Henry Winkler and Missy Pyle, and I did it, and it, it didn't get picked up, and he said, we're going to do another one, and he sent me this script, and I go, this is awesome. 
And I go, are they going to like, who's this for? He said, TV Land. I said, well, then I don't want to do it. He goes, well, what do you mean? I go, TV Land's not going to let us say this shit. And sure enough, fast forward, meeting after meeting, they're like, this is the way we want the network to go. We want, we want to try new things, try to just spice it up. And next thing I know, I, I saw the show. I said, wow, they really kept their word. So I, I really think it's a fun show. It's not only funny, but it, it's not trying to be fun. It's like it's something you watch that you just enjoy and you notice little things along the way. But there's also a dark element to it. And, you know, Buddy's sort of an atheist in this world of this, these people who really, uh, you know, go to church every Sunday. And um, there's that balancing act. And he learns a little. And he starts to think, is there divine intervention? Is there a God? So it's kind of a, you know, and I'm a pot-smoking, whiskey-drinking, hooker, fornicating, crazy fool. So it's, uh, it's fun. Not me. <laughs> that was my follow yeah. No, there's there's some, there's a semblance of no, not the hooker part. Uh, I just say that if you were my pastor, right. maybe I would go to church. Really? Yeah. I would be really a good question, pastor. More of a statement. I, I like that. I like that statement. You know, I think uh, the best pastor I saw. Look, I'm a Jew, and I'm not very religious, <laughs> but I went to church with my friends who are very Christian, and for Christmas, and. I fell in love with this pastor. I'm like, I want to go to your church. He was just a good man talking about life, talking about being a good person, talking about the family. And that, to me, is a lot of what religion should be. And no one has the right to tell anybody else they should believe something else. And that's why we all, all these wars start, because people, this is the way it is. This is the way it is. You think God's up there going, oh, yeah, you were right. I'm glad you killed all those people. I don't think so. So I think, you know. Uh, I'd be a good pastor. I, I feel like the pilot sets the show up really well. It like, got me hooked in it because we see your character develop super quick. And I really liked where it went because I wasn't really sure how quickly the show would get into that kind of stuff. Yeah. I saw the teaser where you pick up a cantaloupe and we'll <laughs> let people see what that means. Well, I think everybody's curious. And the pilot, you know, this kid, the, one of the congregants, this woman, she says, you know, my, my son's having, you know, some, some relations with, I go, a girl. Man, a cantaloupe, huh? Cantaloupe. How does how does he just? Well, I don't know. I, he heats it up in a microwave and he bores a hole in it. I'm like, and it works. She's like, I don't know. And then of course I try it because I'm I'm you know curious. And I think that's what it is. Buddy's like this. It, sometimes he forgets that he's supposed to be playing this pastor in this little town in this religious little town. So I think sometimes he becomes himself for a second and he goes, oh crap. You know, I think he loses himself a bit, but I like that we spice it up a bit like that. I'm glad you like that. I feel like when we see that, we kind of see, not necessarily, you know, the other shows are kind of edgy too, what they're bringing out, but I feel like when you see that, you realize, oh, okay, TV Land's going a different angle. With yeah. I mean, those kind of things, it's pretty edgy. Yeah, but you know what, what, what I like about this show is I feel like everybody, a lot of times you watch TV now, and I like a lot of TV, but sometimes they just push the envelope as far as they can to get viewers, like shock value, and I really watch our shows and I don't feel like that. I feel like it seems like this is just this character who's very flawed, who's going through the motions and trying to, uh, you know, trying to find his own reality and his own, you know, find out who he is. So I think it's just, it feels organic. I think that it's cool that we're learning your character in the show, kind of as the character's learning the character. In the yes. Show. So I think that's an interesting thing that we don't see all the time. Usually someone's backstory is already there. Right. The character, but you're actually learning, like, what's my identity? Yeah, you when know, we're learning. And I hate to compare it, but in a lot of ways, Lex Luthor, in the beginning, when I played him on Smallville, I felt like you were like, all right, this is a villain. 
But now you're seeing why he was a villain. He's got this dad who's this asshole. You've got, you know, he lost his mother at a young age. He lost his brother. He lives in this cold castle. He lost his hair in a meteor shower. And with Buddy in Impastor, it's cool because you're starting to figure out, okay, he didn't have a mom around. He didn't have, you know, a role model around. He comes from the uh, bad part of town. And you're understanding why he is the way he is. And maybe he'll become a better person or is it too late? So I think that's the cool factor that we have is, you know, he's an atheist. There's no reason for him to believe in God. And, but maybe when he gets to this town, who knows? So far, he's just, there's little moments of like, ah, I don't think it was, but we'll see what happens. Awesome. Well, thanks, right. for, thanks hey, for the time. Cheers. Appreciate it. Good nice luck to meet you guys. And last but not least, we were able to talk to the entire cast of a new show on TV land called Teachers, which follows uh, six young ladies that are teachers in the education system. And they're in elementary school and it's blending together their personal lives and their professional lives. And I mentioned it kind of in some of these interview questions and we'll kind of go through uh, uh, a few of the ladies that are on the show. We had the entire cast, all six kind of went around the room really quick and did a few questions with them. But um, it's something that I brought up was when we think of educational uh, leaders when we're little, you know, our teachers, we never really think about their personal lives or I never really did. Like, oh, is she single? Did she go on a date last night? How is her romantic life? Like, you obviously don't think about those things when you're little. But the gossip that happens around an elementary school between these ladies is something that is kind of true to form that happens in real life. But as kids growing up, you never really think about it. So it's interesting to see a TV show kind of tackle that topic. And all the, all the women that are in this um, are actually part of a bigger um, comedy troupe. And the name of the troupe is actually escaping my mind right now, but they have some sketches online and they kind of all pitch this idea of teachers together. And so they've been writing and uh, kind of running the show for the first season and as you'll hear, um, they get a chance to improv a little bit, but not completely using their backgrounds as improvers, but more as writers. So let's go ahead and listen to uh, some of the cast from teachers answer some of my ridiculous questions. Um, I was going to ask, on the, you said you're a teacher and you guys are in teachers, so uh, did you ladies have any like, cool teachers growing up that your characters were based off of? Because I had one that was quite a handful. <laughs> and he brought in a Playboy anniversary issue one time. Good for that guy. And so that happened. That's a very so progressive teacher. Anything. Yeah, right? Yeah, I like that. I, I don't know if it was ba- my teacher because of who she is. I didn't base her off anyone, a teacher I know, but I had crazy teachers. I had a psychology teacher in um, high school it was like an elective course who had major anger management problems who would be teaching the class and then have a fit and throw something and it just was my favorite teacher because I was like this is insane he's teaching psychology <laughs> similarly I had one college professor that would always show up with a black eye or something else bruised and he was a math teacher and nobody just ever asked questions it sounds uh, like a pipe I know it was very bizarre but I also had very cool teachers that I still keep in touch with yes. Miss Fisher and Mr. Bone are two teachers and Miss Smith that I constantly still talk to that really had like a big impact on my life in a positive way. Yeah, I have a teacher, Mr. Yarnell was my drama teacher in middle school. Changed my life. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still doing it today. I'm still doing it today. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was Katie Collinton and Katie O'Brien from Teachers. Next up, we're going to hear from Thomas Lambert. 
you were talking about with the other cast members, what kind of teachers you had growing up that might inspired you or had some funny story because I had a substitute teacher and I mentioned this to them that for some reason brought a Playboy anniversary uh, to the classroom. So that was awesome. It wasn't a sex ed class, but <laughs> it was it was like a math class. So That's anyway, hilarious. I'm just curious, is there any unique teachers oh maybe play off of? You know, I think a lot of the characters in the show, well the six of us are very much based on little aspects of our personalities uh, or stories from our lives that we've blown up. So in terms of our characters who've done that, um, I will tell that tell you, I did have a high school teacher, Mr. Norgren. He was um, he would um, he was a history teacher, and he'd lecture to us like we were in college. It was like a pre kind of college lecture all thing. And he would lecture about different armies invading each other throughout the world history. And every time um, an army would come over, you know, come to attack the other group, um, he would go, and then here they came, womp womp scuzzers! And I don't know what that meant, but every time someone attacked someone else, he'd go, womp womp scuzzers! Um, got your attention, kept you awake. So. Yeah. yeah, he was amazing. I would say, I, you know, I didn't base my character on any teachers I had. I had some really great teachers, but uh, as far as, like, developing goes, I, I started with the breakup. Because I thought, what would be something that could take someone who's typically sunshiny uh, and make it so it's impossible for them to be so? Um, and so that's how I started it, and then I went out from there. I had, I had kids my first day of teaching that left campus to go to McDonald's and came back in the same period. Perfect. And they ate the food in. And they, they ate the food in class and one of them left the orange juice. Like he said, I need to go get a I drink. I love it. He said, I need to go get a drink. Left campus. Yep. Got McDonald's, came back. I'm like, and then started passing money. Sure. That seems like an improv moment. Yeah. And so I want to add that's a transition. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, since you guys come from that background, I know that sketch background, you're all writers. I was talking to uh, some of the other cast members. Was there a favorite moment that you've done on the season where you had an improv moment? You're like, oh, I nailed it. And, and it wasn't in the script originally? I'm trying to think. Um, there were there were some we didn't get to improvise quite as much as we wanted to this season, but we did we did a little bit. It usually would be at the tail end of a scene, some kind of weird random button would come out. Um, we, we did something last minute in a scene, like we just changed the lines last minute. In this one scene, it was with um, Tim Bagley and Lacey Chabert, and I could not get through it. Um, it's just, we're all just saying the exact same word, one after the other, and I just, we're just going, what? What? And then the third one, I would be like, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, but yeah. I would start laughing. It was like the ridiculousness of it. It's like something like that, you know, that's like on set that you're like, I don't know if I'm going to get through this. At the end of one scene, um, between my character and Mrs. Feldman, Kate Freeman's character, um, they're kind of playing this game where, like, if you do this, you get to do this. You win this prize, and the prize is for me to be able to have sex with um, a certain pizza chain's person, like, guy, but we couldn't use that in the show, we didn't get approval, so we made up a new guy named Saucy Lawrence, and so at the very end we were improvising the theme song to the local pizza ad commercials for Saucy Lawrence's. Could we hear that now by any chance? I don't know. Oh, I got I got this. Uh, if you're looking for pizza, call Saucy Lawrence. We deliver! I have no idea why the... It sounds like it might be a Mexican place? Yeah. Mexican-Italian pizza? All right. Mexican-Italian? Exactly. Exactly.
We're so like fingers crossed, everything crossed for a second season because there was so much we wanted to touch on but couldn't play with. Like I know I personally really love the idea of uh, with like sexual education having a mystery box of like you can ask your anonymous questions and the teacher will pull it out and read and it. That, that is a thing. It is a thing. <laughs> that is a thing. My my friend who taught eighth grade. They would have that where you would put in your questions, and they you would get questions like, "Can I? What if I accidentally pee inside the girl?" Or like <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. we want to tackle that question if we're lucky enough for a season two. I, I have been in a sex ed class as a substitute teacher, and oh. had, to, had to watch that question get asked, and not know, and like watching another teacher go. Not, the, not not know what happens if you pee inside a girl, but like the awkward questions you get about sex from yeah. students in the middle of that when you're like, you can ask whatever you want now, kids. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Yeah. and you just sort of listen to the question and go, mm-hmm. Speaking of personal experiences, <laughs> not to go with that, I guess, but um, I had a teacher, substitute teacher, one of my favorite teachers, that, and maybe this isn't why, so don't get the wrong idea. <laughs> He brought a Playboy to class. He was substituting Matt. Oh, inappropriate. So no, yeah, yes, yes. Um, but other than that, fun guy. Didn't bother any kids. Um, I'm just curious, is there any teachers you had growing up that maybe influenced you in any of the personalities of the characters? Or I mean, or just fun ones in general? Yeah, one of the te- teachers that I had, um, my third grade teacher, um, would was going through a divorce. <laughs> And would come to school and talk to us. She would stand in front of class and talk to us about her ex-husband. <laughs> and we would just be like, okay. And one of the characters in our show is very similar to that. Interesting. Yeah. Is it based on that then? Like, no. Strictly, no, it's not. It's just coincidentally. Okay. Yeah. Legally, we can't say. It's yeah. <laughs> no. But maybe. Yeah, I'm a, a product of the Chicago public school system. Uh, a proud. Oh, well, I, did I graduate? No, but I graduated from another school system, but it was great. Um, and I feel like every teacher I had at CPS was, like, an amazing, crazy mf that, like, I've taken, like, a slice of each of them and put them into my character. Um, I know Caitlin Barlow is a legit Chicago public school teacher um, so she's been able to share so much insider knowledge with all of us to make each of these characters legitimate yeah they're, they're really fun characters like they feel authentic and like you were saying earlier a little bit exaggerated so we kind of get that new TV land attitude in the very first scene of the pilot which is very hypocritical yeah but also, I feel like it's a real authentic thing that, that people are saying, and we talked about it earlier with yeah. some other cast members about bringing out that authenticity of not making them necessarily over the top, oh, no. but just a little insight, because you always see your teacher in an educational setting, and you never get this side of them. Right. So I was just curious how much of that are, is like your own personal feeling that you <laughs> injected into it, because like, don't do that, oh, I dated a drug dealer last night. Right. So. I actually believe that scene was uh, taken from from our web series and was initially written by Caitlin Barlow's actual uh, teaching experience. Yeah, right? it was based off of um, I used to do. I used to have to do playground duty, and I, we would just sit there and just talk about the most inappropriate things, like, "Oh, who's still dating that guy? Oh my God, what did you guys do?" Like while there's children running around. But it's just a buzz that's going. So yeah, like, the children. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. As long as they don't fall or run away, just let them do what they're going to do. Yeah. So I would love for people to watch this show and be like, oh my god, 
that's so a conversation I've had. Or teachers watch it and be like, oh my god, that so happens at my school. Yeah, I, uh, I really want people that, absolutely, and I really want people to walk away laughing at it. Not just teachers, not just women. Man, every anyone who can anyone can tune in. Everybody knows a teacher. Everybody can relate. Everyone's been in a classroom and has thought, "What the f is going on?" Like this is a show for everybody, and we're hoping that people walk away laughing and stoked to watch the next week to see what kind of crazy stuff we get up to. Uh, you come from improv background. You're all writers, which is pretty awesome. I love listening to podcasts like Comedy Bane Bane and all that kind of stuff. Um, how much of the improv, like, chance did you get to do improv in the show? And, like, later on, will you be able to expand upon that? Like, will it, because some seasons start out very scripted, and then you hear, like, well, after they trusted us a little more, <laughs> right. we got to go a little further, so. Yeah, I mean, we had, we had a very, very tight shooting schedule, so unfortunately we did not get to improvise as much as we want, but there definitely is some improv in the series that I think, that are some of my favorite moments yes. in the series. I was going to say, was there a specific something that maybe didn't get on the show that you guys liked? Like a certain take? Oh my gosh. I know that's hard to pinpoint, but... Totally. Like, you know, we're deep in the editing process right now. We've almost completed editing all all the 10 episodes. Um, And there's always like a little line or like a little tiny subset of a scene that you're absolutely in love with and you love, oh, that specific reference to fish is so damn funny, we can't lose it. But just for a story, sometimes you have to end up cutting, killing a lot of your babies. So I think we definitely have a good chunk from all six of our characters of these wild lines that might not make it on air, but hopefully we can compile them into one like crazy clip video. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Like a DVD. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the pilot too. Thank you so much. Thanks for watching, guys. Thank you. All right, that pretty much does it for this episode of Boom Howdy. Uh, I hope you enjoyed all the interviews with the cast of the new TV Land show, The Jim Gaffigan Show, Impastor and Teachers. As I mentioned before, Jim Gaffigan Show and Impastor can be seen Wednesday nights. Check your local listings on TV Land. You'll also be seeing Teachers, which will be debuting in January of 2016. And as I said before, if you're skeptical about TV Land and the shows, um, by all means, give these shows a chance because I thoroughly enjoyed them. Uh, all comedy shows, and Pastor gets a little dark, as you heard from Michael, but um, for me, those are the perfect tone uh, of shows that I like to watch. So check it out, TV Land, doing some big things. Uh, some Also, a few things that we uh, learned or saw at San Diego Comic-Con, Ash versus Evil Dead, I cannot wait. They had a great booth set up like Ash's uh, camper, um, they also did an autograph signing. They had panels. Unfortunately, we couldn't get into the press rooms. They just didn't have enough room. Um, but that will be coming out in October. If you haven't seen the trailer for it or don't know much about it, check out boomhowdy.com. Just search for Ash versus Evil Dead. You'll see some uh, uh, great clips and teaser clips, but you'll also see the trailer that was debuted recently. And that comes out, I believe, Halloween night in October. So really looking forward to that. Bruce Campbell's back. Um, they kind of pick off where Army of Darkness left off, and like 20, 30 years later, Ash still kind of hasn't grown up. It's got that same tongue-in-cheek comedy that fans of the original franchise will love, and uh, there's been talks about a crossover 
from the remake of Evil Dead, which I personally loved, with Fetty Alvarez involved, all practical effects, stayed true kind of the form of the old one, um, and it was an incredible, incredible film, I thought, for a remake, too, or kind of a continuation of the legacy. Um, but at some point, they're going to try and cross over the TV series or Army of Darkness, whatever you want to kind of put that spin on it, with the remake. So those worlds might collide at some point. Very interesting. So uh, look forward to that. Uh, that was probably one of my mo- most exciting moments from uh, San Diego Comic-Con was the Ash vs. Evil Dead stuff. Um, we're also trying to set up something with stars to possibly be involved in some trading card releases of Ash vs. Evil Dead through RottenRentals.com, which is our VHS novelty box, uh, kind of a loot crate meets Mondo with the old artwork from VHS um, boxes that you can that you can order. Uh, we have tons of them available, over a hundred available on RottenRentals.com, and you get vintage trading cards inside. You'll get zombie figures buttons, uh, movie promos, all sorts of things. And so we're trying to team up with a few uh, TV studios, movie studios to release some of these uh, as official licenses. And right now we've got a few uh, that we're kind of trying to get get licensed, but Stars is definitely someone we want to try and hook up with for Ash vs. Evil Dead. We may even give away a few promo rotten rentals um, of Ash vs. Evil Dead just as a dry run to see if you guys like the design and whatnot. Um, but a quick note about that. We have some new limited edition Rotten Rentals of They Live, Candyman, and Hasu that will be available at Crypticon Kansas City Horror Convention coming up on August 21st through the 23rd. Um, some of the headliners include Lance Hendrickson, uh, Heather Lanningcamp, Sid Haig, Tony Todd, and many more. Go to Crypticon.com to find out uh, Boom Howdy Horror and Rotten Rentals will be set up there with tons of Rotten Rentals available. Uh, we also may have some Funko figures and some trading cards, but come check us out. Uh, we'd love to see you come out for that. And if you miss it, always check out RottenRentals.com to see the latest updates on releases and guest releases. So uh, I think that's all we got for today, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find us on SoundCloud. Other great shows like Nightmare Junkhead, Control-Alt-Delete. We also have, uh, what do we got? Tundiculous, Forever Bogus. So we got a nice selection of uh, podcasts for your listening pleasure. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Just look for Boom Howdy. This is Casey Canton, and I will see you next time on the Boom Howdy Network. Thanks for listening.